Welcome to episode five. Here we go. Yo, yo, yo. Episode five of the Record Shepherds. Um, Thank you for coming back. Thank you for listening again. We have a very special episode today. Our man Danny on is on camera. This is what he looks like. Yo, guys, thank you so much for having me in your couch. I really appreciate that. No, mate, you're you're making the place look very handsome. For those of uh, for those of you watching on YouTube, uh, this is uh, what handsome Danny looks like. Yeah, thank we, you, brother. We might have to make this a permanent setup. To be honest with you. <laughs> I like I like it over here too. You know, it's kind of nice too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in front of the camera sometimes. You're very welcome, and it's uh, nice to get so cozy, all three of us. Very cozy here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, Jason, why don't you explain to the audience why Danny on is sitting on this couch? Yeah. Well, um, on last week's episode, we were talking about the key team members that every artist needs around them. And I think we all agreed that um, certainly at the very beginning and actually right the way throughout the career, one of the key persons on that team is the person who's going to help you produce the music, okay? Mm. And, um, of course, content is king, and uh, without the producer, you don't have the content. Yeah, and just a note to that, you know, I at the end of the day, like, you, you might know a lot about how the music industry goes, whether it be the royalties or how to market music, etc., but at the end of the day, it starts off with the content. As you were saying, it starts Absolutely. off with the music and, you know, how you make the music and, you know, how you collaborate and all those good things. So I think it's very good now that we're, we're going to talk about this this week. I'm going to quote one of my best friends, Trevor, who always says, where's the song? Yeah, is yeah, there yeah, whatever yeah. word yeah, yeah, you want to yeah. put in there, but where's so the true. song? That is the key. Yeah, because, uh, you know, you can have the best marketing team in the world w- without the song, without the track. You know, you're gonna get find out. I mean, listen, even that, even that labels, right? You, there are a lot of folks nowadays who, you know, it's Web three is like the the trendy thing to talk about NFTs, like in, incorporating this sort of techie stuff within the music, which I think is is super interesting. But I think a good philosophy, like you were just saying, is where is the record? At the end of the day, that is what is the most important thing. That is what people connect to. So yes. So segueing back. Yep. So going back, let me let me introduce you, Danian. Uh, Danian is a accomplished singer songwriter and music producer and artist in his own right. Um, primarily working in the genres of pop, R and B, and the Latin genres. I think it's fair to say. And just to give you an idea, he is the producer and uh, songwriter behind some multi-platinum hits from the likes of Carl G. Uh, Yane, Tini, Max, Mark Anthony, uh, Bad Bunny, and even Will Smith. <laughs> right on your bio. Yes. That's awesome. That was before the Oscars, but yeah. He might need your help after the Oscars. To be <laughs> we could get a nice sound effect uh, put on top here. But <laughs> yeah. anyway, but anyway. So I think, you know, like um, really, like, uh, what better person than to come on in this episode, sit on the couch, and talk to us about life as a producer and life as an artist you know we're going to see both sides of the yeah. coin i guess and um you know i think what we'd like for the uh audience the listeners to get out of this is if you know if you're at home and you're an artist you're a songwriter you've got the songs you've got the the melody whatever it might be but you're like i need to get how do i get 
the music into uh, like a, a track that is fitting for release. You're going to need a producer. You're going to need somebody who knows to rec- how to record and how to bring the whole thing together. And really, you know, if, if anyone's struggling, thinking, hey, wh- what are the next steps? This episode's going to be all about that. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. The record Sitting shepherd. right next to you guys in yes. this beautiful space and trying to, you know, share some value, some love with the people out there listening to us. So, so that, yeah, yeah. So let's start here. So you are an accomplished producer and artist within your own right. You've, you have a, a tremendous career that, you know, you're still growing on. So let's take it back to um, how you got started in the industry. Like what, where did your love of music even start? Let's go back there. How did, how did music enter your life? Man, you know, I've been doing music all of my life, you know, since I was a kid. I'm, I was born in Colombia. So in my country, uh, being a musician, a professional musician wasn't really uh, an aspiration for many people, you know, because there's not a lot of opportunities. But but I always dream of making music. And I went to college. I studied a little bit of music in Colombia. Then I had the opportunity to come to the United States and continue studying here. So I did like sound engineering and music production and I just got into the business right away, man. I mean, it took me a few years to get to that level of confidence where I knew enough skills to be in a recording studio and to be in the, in the field. But I mean, it's different eras, you know, I've been doing this for quite a while. So I feel mm-hmm. like nowadays with YouTube and like all the stuff, so resources that are online, you don't need to go through that long process that I went mm. through, but I did go through a long process and it felt good. It was nice. I started working at a recording studio as a assistant, basically just picking up cables and cleaning and like trying to help, you know, then from there, the engineer started putting me on sessions and delegating things to me. And I started learning how to record and work with other people. Then I got invited to do a big session with, um, the um, Looney Tunes, which are like uh, very popular Latin producers, reggaeton producers. They were with like Daddy Yankee and like some big names. And I learned a lot from them. I was just working as an engineer, but I learned a lot about production. And I started producing reggaeton music myself. I was already doing some electronic music on the side. So everything just started coming together. And little by little, I started building on a name and I was able to collaborate with different artists and got invited to do songwriting sessions and and basically just got in the got in in, in that world, you know. So yeah, you. It's funny because you talked about that long process, right? Um, and there's a lot of debate that goes on about how, especially when it comes to creative fields like visual art or in music. Um, whether it, it makes sense to go to school or not for stuff like that. So, do you feel like you learned a lot? in school and did that prepare you for your career? Did you absolutely. learn? Yeah. Oh. Absolutely, man. I think school is, is key to have the basics of not only the skills to learn, but also like learn things about your work ethic and how to, how to be on top of like a uh, specific goals and work with other people and things like that. Because, because I feel nowadays we have, the, all the resources we want online and we can do whatever we want and learn from our room. And we're going to talk about that, mm-hmm. which is also something, something I love the new way of making music, but also education and formal education. It 
kind of shifts shapes yeah. many important yeah. things for your long term career. So, so how long were you at school it. for? <laughs> how long were you at school for? That I was in school for about four years in Colombia for like piano, like classical piano and like oh wow music basically in in the conservatory. But I didn't I wasn't learning anything about production or engineering mm. or anything like that. Because there was no school for that where I was going to right. school. Yeah. So I, yeah. And I, that and that I went to school for that in, in Florida and in FAU, Florida Atlantic University. Shout out to my Shout out. owls. Um Yeah, no, I think I agree. A couple with of years you. there. I think I agree with you. Um I I think my view is like you might not necessarily need to go to school for something, but you need to learn your craft. Absolutely. And I think you need to be surrounded by other people who are doing the same thing, you know, to sort of motivate you, you know, and I think a lot of the times that happens in school now, whether you need to go to like a university for it, like it's just up to like what you can do or can't do. But, um, I definitely value the process. So it's really interesting to see that, you know, you went through that and you still advocate for people to go through that, even though we live in a world where everything is so accessible. Yeah, man. And it's, and it's also not only about learning, like to me it was always about learning the music and learning mm. the skills to make the music. And then later on in my career, I realized, dang, I, w I should have taken some marketing classes <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and some business administration classes and yeah, yeah. you know, some, that's so true. Yeah. And, psychology <laughs> <laughs> the whole the whole gambit yeah, 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 yeah. you just gotta take just those survive. classes just do it yeah, yeah because it's part of the whole thing you know we yeah. you're not gonna survive only by knowing how to make a beat you need to know mm. relationships you need to know business you need to know here's here's a question for you marketing. um because we were talking about this um a couple of weeks ago specifically in relation to Billie eilish's comments about how she didn't feel she deserved to mm. headline the stage at coachella now as a attorney, when I finished like training and, you know, qualified as an attorney, I was technically qualified, but really it takes a little while of actually doing it on the job to like properly cut your teeth and properly be in a position where you not only know what you're doing, you're confident that you know what you're doing. Did you have that process when you were in the studio and you started being brought in to sessions, etc.? Was there a time where, you know, you had that eureka moment, I guess, where you, oh, at last, I've got, I'm confident in what I'm doing, or, you know, like a bit of imposter syndrome, which we were talking about the other week? Absolutely, man. I, I want to tell you the truth. When I got my first big job, I had no idea what I was doing. I was, I was put in a session with a big board and a lot of equipment that I never had the chance to work with before. And they told me, it's like, Danny, can you use all this? I'm like, sure. And I had to figure it out. <laughs> like, I was like 30 minutes into the first session. I was like, okay, this goes here. This goes here. Yeah. Okay. 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 The that, level of tension and stress man, that... Man, I still have that stress. <laughs> I still have that stress every time I go to a, a live show and I'm in front of the sound desk just uh -huh. looking at all those knobs. I'm yeah. Rather you than me, mate. It's yeah. a lot. It's a lot. And then sometimes it's a little overwhelming, but, but that's part of the skills that you learn by doing it. You learn to manage stress and, and, and troubleshooting 
when you're an engineer, when you're a producer, especially when you're working with big names, yeah, you better get it right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you better have no enough, choice. You yeah. better not mess it up. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, There's that's, no, you that's your no, shot. You have no choice, right? You have no choice. But then you have you learn to think quickly and you learn to kind of like it's like a it's like a pilot. You learn to manage the emotions in the room and make sure everything is all right and reinforcement and it's a lot of psychological stuff that goes behind the scenes and i feel like with a producer i'd say for producers and with engineers specifically i feel like they it's one of the most thankless jobs in the music industry it's like uh you know people don't pay engineers attention until something is wrong right absolutely and then you get blamed for everything yeah if everything sounds right the artist is king if everything sounds like bad <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you're getting then it. you know who is the yeah who yeah. is the blame but that's fine yeah. that's part of the that's part of the job and i love it and i really love um working with different people and yeah. you know always learning always 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 learning so i mean that we, we've talked a little bit about some of the names that you've worked as as a producer and you know it's clear that you've had success and been able to sustain uh, a career at that um and then you've also more recently dived into the artist world as your as your own as an artist in your own right mm -hmm. uh, tell tell us a little bit of, about that well actually to me being an artist came first i always wanted to write songs and make my own songs and record them and produce them and then when i started very young trying to do this well i realized i couldn't produce myself and i needed to find somebody to do it and it was really difficult for me to find a producer so I had to force myself to learn how to produce. Mm -hmm. And as I became more familiar with the craft and learn all of this, then opportunities to do it for somebody else came. Yeah. And I started putting aside my artist project. And then years passed <laughs> and kept passing, you know, and I just kept growing as a producer and my artist project just kept putting on, putting aside, you know, and then, I mean, recently the last few years, I, you know, the pandemic and you know, all the things that have been happening in the world kind of like mm. woke me up to realize that this life is very short and that we need to do what we love and we need to follow our dreams and do the things that we always wanted. And then that got me inspired. You know, the whole story. Yeah, we, I yeah. He, you're, he's part of the, the whole like uh, awakening of like doing my own thing. And now it's like I found a balance. Now I'm finding a balance, you know, because when you're doing your artist project you have to invest a lot into it and it takes time right. and energy and energy right and that, that a lot of that creative energy. and it takes a lot of the stuff that we talk about in this podcast you know like figuring out the marketing and figuring out the distribution and figuring out the team and etc mm -hmm. et it's all it's a lot and then when you're a producer it's just like okay you gotta be a producer so so question for you when it comes to to that duality obviously you know you produce your own music Yes. So how do you decide like which one of your beats or whatever you make stays with you or is one that you, you give to somebody else? Mm. Good question. Yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you what. I figured out that my job as a producer is one specific role that I'm fulfilling and my job as an artist is a different role that I'm fulfilling. Mm-hmm. When I'm doing something as an artist, I'm trying to write 
uh, songs that are very meaningful to me, songs that are expressing something very specific that I've been going through emotionally or or whatever. And then I'm trying to make a song that sounds like I want it to sound. Right. Mm-hmm. And I try to express all my emotions through that sound. And when I'm working for another artist as a producer, my job is to help that artist find their own sound. Yeah, that is a that that strikes me as a fundamental difference between the creative process Very big difference, as yes. an artist and the creative process as a producer. Yes, because because I feel uh, there's different approaches to being a producer. You know, you could also be your own producer where you make your own beats and you have your own sound and this is the way I make songs, but I kind of kind of learned to be a producer from that old school uh, uh, approach that, yeah. That look, I looked up to like art to producers like Quincy Jones and yeah. like Ugh. Max Martin and, right. and 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 these producers that really dig into that relationship with the artists and try to explore what they do and what they want. You're a producer, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. you produce them. Yeah. yeah, that is different than being a beat maker, right? No, when you sit down and you just make beats, and then somebody jumps yes. on the beat that you make. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. They're both extremely valid and extremely important in the in the yeah. industry you know but you're right you know the artist ultimately the artist has got to be the uh you know the epicenter of the the creativity right it's the, it's the yeah it's the connection to to the self to to your own true self and story and 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 life history that you're trying to put on music you know and it's hard it's not easy shifting from being a producer to being a, an artist because when you're a producer you're in a safe space somehow but as 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 a helper you're helping somebody release all their emotions when you're the artist yourself it's all you right yeah yeah and i think you know it naturally follows that if you are the artist and it is all you you want the best team around you again, helping mm-hmm. that. And in this instance, you want to be working with a producer where that relationship is great. That relationship works yes. and, and they do assist you in bringing out that, uh, you know, that emotion or whatever the, the creative spark that the artist has. Yeah. When basically when you're an artist, you need to know the role of the producer in your own personal career, but you also need to know your options like what are the different things that you can do to make music? Because it's yeah. not only it's not only uh, like you're gonna find a producer and you're gonna hire them and they're gonna do everything for you. Yeah, well let's let let's dive into that. That's mm-hmm. uh, probably like a nice uh, way to you know to add some uh, insight for our listeners. I'm imagining that you know a lot of our listeners are in the situation where they're writing songs at home they see themselves as artists and they'd like you know perf- singer songwriters let's say or um you know performers whatever it might be they're maybe good at the melody they can play a bit they can write but now they're in the situation where they do want to reach out to a producer and they want to get a, a track recorded and ultimately released so what are the options, in your opinion, um, for some of our, our our listeners who are in that situation? Well, I mean, you can do you can do different things. If you're if you're writing songs 
you need to learn how to record them. That's the number one thing you need to do. Even if it's just on your phone, even if it's just on your laptop through GarageBand, if you have a Mac or whatever, mm -hmm. you, you have to, as an artist, be able to put your songs into a tangible medium so you can contact somebody that is going to help you make that better. Because mm. as a producer, the number one thing I want to hear from somebody is a demo. I want to hear what they're doing and what their approach is. Even if it's just something very raw. Sometimes artists send me like a voice note with their song and the idea, and they're really good singers. They just don't know how to play an instrument. But with that voice note, I put it on my computer, you know, put a little melody adjust the time and start building the song around that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so, oh, so the number okay. one step that you have to do as an artist is be able to make your own demos, whichever way you can. Number two, you need to have a network of people that you can pitch into, which there's a lot of people out there now, like in, on, on, you know, on Instagram and yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I'm speaking of someone I've not been in that position. So this is, uh, you know, fantastic to actually explore, you know, what, what are the main, we're in 2022, we're in a digital mm -hmm. era, et cetera. Yeah, what are the it's options so nowadays? Yeah, it must be, it's so, so easy to reach out and connect with anyone. Super but what are the, easy. what are the, the, the main ways that, uh, you know, artists, budding artists can contact producers? There is, there is actually a website that I use and I get a lot of uh, requests there for production and mixing and and even recording like tracks and vocals. It's called soundbetter.com. Yeah, yeah, I have heard so of that. Soundbetter.com. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll should share that link maybe later on yeah. the yeah, description so people can check it out. But soundbetter.com is basically a website where there's a network of producers, engineers, session musicians, songwriters, singers of all levels, including top level, like artists that people that has worked with like Katy Perry and like, uh, Elton John and, you know, like big, big names. Yeah. And, and, and you can hire them through the, through the, through the website, you know, and then kind of like give them what, what's your a description of what you're looking for. And then they'll give you a prize. They'll give you a rate, obviously depending on the names in the credits of the person that you've been working with, the prices and, and all the range is going to be different, but it's a good way to, to find professional producers to do your thing on a, on a distance, you know, this is like right. all online. Absolutely. I mean, look, that, that's actually mind blowing that that is available to people, you know, in this day and age. I mean, Fun fact, Spotify own that website. And all the credits, like when, when you see credits on on certain like big tracks, when you go to the credits and you in, in one of the name the names are highlighted, you can you could click on it and it would take you to the sound better thing. But I think second fun fact, I think Sound Better bought it back from oh, Spotify. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty they're so. like, no, thank you. Yeah. So they're, like, they're like, no, thank you. Yeah, I don't know what so, happened there, but so with <laughs> an online tool like that, do you feel like where an artist lives has a significant impact on their ability to build that network that you were talking about? Absolutely not. You can be anywhere in the world and you can work with anybody anywhere in the world. I work with people in Philippines, in Croatia. I just did a song for an Ukrainian girl. 
that was out of Ukraine and she wanted to do like a song about what was happening. It was, yeah, very interesting. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. So what what would the differences uh, be between? So that's one. That's yeah, one sound of the, Better. Sound uh, Better is one way. You know, I use that if you want to contact me through Sound Better, you can find me there. But uh, also, I think Instagram is an amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, I would say Instagram, TikTok, whatever yeah. other social media you use, but Instagram definitely is a very popular um, camera. Just beeped. Oh, uh, okay. Well, we'll carry on. Um, well, the Instagram, the Instagram is a really good. Uh, it's a really good option because. Producers, uh, they post there all the time, like how they make beats and things like that. And you could probably contact them through DM. And actually, a lot of the clients and a lot of the independent artists that I work with that are, you know, at, at a certain medium, high level of like popularity have contacted me through Instagram. Mm. That's fantastic. And yeah. I found a lot of... Um, so like the, an, an untapped resource, potentially? Yeah, absolutely. Just... Um, just get on the DMs, you know. Get on DMs. Mm -hmm. and so what if I'm what if I'm an artist and for some reason I just don't have the ability to contact people. I don't, you know. I I it's weird for me to work with other producers. I just sort of want to like make like find beats and like sing or rap over them. Is there a tool for so, that? So so yeah, absolutely. There's um there's a website called BeatStars, which I'm sure a lot of maybe. Um, of our listeners are familiar with, but if you're not, it's a very, very popular place where you can basically find any beats um, in all kinds of uh, genres and styles, you know, and you could license those beats or you can buy the license to have them exclusively or you can also sh like have non-exclusive licenses where the price is really small, but then different people can use that beat you know there's different options but it's actually a really good website um i've been putting out a lot of my beats that i've had from before that i've never you know yeah sold or anything and just put them up there and like there's yeah there's people also using this resource and i think it's really cool some people even go to youtube and just i mean i'm not advocating for this pay for your beats <laughs> yeah. but uh, but if for whatever reason you cannot do it, you can just find a beat on YouTube and write something to it, you know, and at least that'll give you a start a starting point to to make music. Yeah, but of course we we would advocate that they go on to the likes of Beat Stars, and um, I also saw United Masters who we were talking about in the first oh, yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. United you were Masters. telling me about United Masters. Yeah, they, I, I never used launched, them, but. They've launched their own, um, I guess it's like a this like beat marketplace where producers and artists can nice. go on and buy and sell beats. And it's like their own version, I guess. So it's called Beat Exchange. And uh, I mean, they have, um, I think Hip Boy was involved in the launch on it this week. And uh, they have, you know, some... Legit, some big names yeah, yeah legit producers on there i was i was having a flick through and it's the same sort of deal you can go on there it's very searchable in terms of genre and in, in, in um even like by by name of a producer and all their beats are on there and you can go in you can license it again on a non-exclusive basis um which essentially well you can it's a non-exclusive basis an exclusive basis and a full buyout, okay? And just oh. for... 
same same as BeatStars. BeatStars yeah. also gives you that option. And actually, SoundBetter.com also opened a new department, like a new tab of like beats, but I think they're a little more exclusive and they don't let everybody sell them. Like they 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 curate okay. they curate it they a little curate bit more. what is the yeah so Beatstar is more like any producer can just open an account and upload their beats there and I think that's pretty cool but yeah so just I'd like to give just the listeners a little bit of an insight there as to you know what what non exclusive exclusive and and buyout means oh, yeah. non exclusive essentially means that uh, the the track that you're selecting you know the beat that you're selecting you can download that you can use it for certain limited uses I think on a lot of them that the contracts I've seen it's um up to like few ten million, million yeah, yeah ten million streams etc but Couple and the million. most important thing is that somebody else can also license that same beat and the next person and the next person. Uh, so there's no exclusivity on it, you know, as, as implied exclusivity, you're only licensing it to you. So nobody else can use that track, but again, it's limited. Um, and the, the, the buyout that's going to be m more expensive, like upfront, you're going to have to be like paying a fee to use that exclusively. But also there's, I think there's going to be no back end royalties payable to the producer as well. So it's just a, yeah, it's like a, a it's flat a, fee. I think this is a great option for producers nowadays because I believe, and, I, and I've experienced this myself, you know, the demand for full on producers to sit down with the artist and write the song and come up with the whole concept of what the beat's going to be like and everything is getting a little bit slower i would mm. say than actually just an artist showing up to a room and be like play me some beats good point yeah yeah absolutely because 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 there's a there's a need for fat fast pace um production yeah and we're we're in a world where people where artists are trying to put out songs like almost like weekly right yeah, so I I want to go back to um because we had talked about like paying for beats and stuff like that. Yeah. So do you feel like there is any value when it comes to like a producer like giving away beats for free? Like, because especially we were talking about like people that you need on your team, right? Like, if you are an artist and you have a close relationship with that producer, are you necessarily paying them every time that you guys are making music together, or is there some leeway? Like. You know, I we give you free beats now, and then when you blow up, that's when we sort of like make the business right. Is that? Have you ever seen that before? I've I've seen that. I've been offered that right. also many times, and and it's a little bit it's a little bit difficult when, as a producer, you are basically that's your source of income. Right. You know, that's your job. Like if you're mm -hmm. if you're a professional, you're trying to work as a as a producer you're trying to get paid ahead as much as you can because a lot of the time this uh this promise that we have usually of okay we're gonna make this and it's gonna be so big and everybody's gonna win it doesn't happen all the time now if you do it with the intention of being a collaborator yeah and if you're coming from a from a point of like oh i i produce music i really like how you sing i really like how you sing let me produce a song for you guys and let's put it out together and let's release it into the world and whatever that song generates then we'll win and also 
sometimes the, the the artist, I mean, the producer can become an artist on the track. That way he can also build his brand as a, as a beat maker and as an artist and, and, and be part of the collaboration of creating this music. But if you're making just beats and, so, and music for somebody else and that person is not paying you and they're putting out songs every two weeks or every two yeah. weeks, then it's a little it's a little unfair sometimes to the producers, you know? Makes sense, makes sense. And maybe that's a good segue into the, the producer's approach in terms of how we're making this music, right? So, like, the artist... Absolutely. You know, the artist has um, a few options when it comes to, like, getting beats off of online, collaborating with people. What are some things that, like, a producer, you know who's maybe in the similar situation to where they're, they're making beats at home. What are some things that they have to consider when it comes to like, you know, making music with artists or collaborating with other people? Yeah. Shout out to all the producers listening. In. Shout this out to all you. the producers. Yes. Yeah. Well, I say on the other end, <laughs> as a producer, you have to be flexible. Mm. You have to be very flexible. You have to be willing to work with everybody and you have to be willing to, uh, negotiate whichever way you can so the track comes out. Because at the end of the day, each song that you produce and each track that you make is like a seed. And that seed is not going to grow until it doesn't get out. It doesn't, it gets out of your computer, you know? Because you can have songs sitting on your hard drive for years and they never come out and they're not doing anything for you. So might as yeah. well sell them for very cheap yeah that must that's, that also must be incredibly <laughs> frustrating like put it on I beat think stars yeah yeah like you know i guess it's like almost like an occupational hazard whatever you have to get comfortable with that there's going to be a lot of music that you yeah and you with. and you will always be able to create more you know that's that's my that's my other mentality it's like you can always make more magic so don't be so precious with the music that you're making but try to come up with a fair deal on how that's gonna be released. That's very important. And and in the relationship with the artists or in the uh, or or even with labels, you know, if you're at that level where you're already working with labels, try to find a way that they put you on more songs by sending them songs. So sometimes you have to just send out beats and send out emails and send out things to people so they can hear what you do and then yeah, actually get on the front foot, proactive, and like I guess use this connectivity of the you know the world of the internet to actually go out and make it happen a little yep. bit. Mm -hmm. Something that we had talked about um, pre-recording um, when we were going over this is you had mentioned that um, a producer also has to consider tiers of artists. What do you mean by that? Well, there's um, there's artists in all kinds of um, levels, I would say. And, I, and I'm not saying they're, some are better or, or worse. Sometimes artists in the highest tiers are not at the level of some of the artists that are in the lowest tiers, but they, for whatever reason, they're more popular. They're already signed to a major label. So I would put them in these categories. Major label artists. Any artist that is signed to Sony, BMG, Warner, Universal, the big guys. They are major label artists. They are your highest tier as a producer. And you have to make sure those deals are done correctly. 
you need to have a lawyer, you need to have somebody helping you negotiate those contracts, make sure your royalties are in order, make sure you're you're getting paid a fair fee for that artist. Absolutely, yeah. Because you could be a bedroom producer, right? And all of a sudden, I don't know, any name. Yeah, well, they, no, picks they, a picks a song. It happens, and you know, and, even even uh, you know, I was involved in a situation where where there was a track released, and it was um, you know, it had done okay, but you know, it wasn't setting the world alight. And then there was a remix done on this for like essentially on TikTok. Uh, from an unheard of producer and all of a sudden you know he's getting a phone call and there's a contract getting sent over from you know a a major record label and all of a sudden it's like oh hey you know this is first time first time for everything yeah but it can't happen but it's a very important moment for for a producer and and when you get to that point you need to make sure that part of the business is done right because because it's a it's a it's a hard business, you know. It's a very difficult business, especially when you're starting out and you don't have much experience. You know, sometimes some people even get suggested to like sign what's work for hires, right. quote unquote. You know, which is kind of like a, okay, we'll give you five hundred bucks and you give us all of the rights. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So make well, we don't have to get too much into like those uh, specific details because we can talk about that in another moment, but the the business is very important so that's your first tier right major label artist i would say the second tier is independent label artists and those artists that are working with independent labels they are already doing something that is commercial they already have a team they already have a plan of release and everything but they don't have the same budgets that the major labels have and they don't have the same um reach so those tracks might not get as far as the tracks with the big artists but those are also important for your career and those are part of how you build your reputation you know and and yeah so you would say it's it's probably detrimental for a producer to treat everybody the same like charge my fee is this no no that's that's yeah this it definitely doesn't work like that because when you are when you're working with a major label artist well they have money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and they already have money def- 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 defined for how much they're going to pay uh, for course. that, for that track. So, so that, you know, that's, but that's- it's really hard to get to that level and it's really hard to get those placements. So, so let's say in a year you probably make a couple of this major label tracks and you make more of the independent label tracks. Got you. Yeah. And those, and those, and those tracks that you do with independent labels, sometimes come because of the one major track that you did or yeah so it's important to cultivate that because that's kind of what gives you the leverage to yeah to do that so you know that's talking about artists working with artists who are signed whether it to be majors or smaller independent levels do you ever you know what about artists who are unsigned you know like do you have people reaching out to you and you go like damn this is a good song like this has got like this is something i actually want to work on or i see talent there and that's a lot actually yes i do i do work with a lot of uh, independent artists that way and and this is the artist that i'm telling you that sometimes they contact you through instagram right or they come through soundbetter.com or this kind of like a platforms and and basically they're just doing their own thing independently 
they're working full time and having two jobs and like saving money and like trying to make things work out. Yeah. And they, these artists are also part of this, um, list of tiers. And of course I'm not going to charge an independent artist. The same thing I would charge. Uh, yeah. Well, I think that's, I mean, that forgive the pun, <laughs> that'll be music to a lot of our listeners ears because <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people are going to find themselves in that position. And if they're listening to this podcast, it's, you know, from that position that they're seeking to work with producers who have experience, who can help bring out, you know, that talent mm -hmm. and, and that, uh, that vision. And they do want to work with people. They do. Like they, you, they're Danny. interested in helping out us uh, up and coming artists because also we're always looking for, for, for new things to do. And sometimes we've been doing this for a while and then we don't have those fresh brand new ideas. Right. And then, yeah. But a, a demo can go a long way. That's what I'm saying. If you're writing your own music and doing your own demos, it can go a long way. I mean, I, I will say, I think that's sort of where the concept of production deals sort of came from, where you, you either have like production houses or producers specifically who want to work with um, different tiered artists. And, you know, those artists might not have the budget, but this producer who's established really believes in that artist. So they, you know, they sign them to production build, uh, deals, like help cultivate the career, help cultivate their sound and then they bring it somewhere else you know for for the rest of it um so i think maybe that's an option too but also just like you know if you believe in an artist working with them working within their budget and just so you can have that relationship because you never know where they're going to go yeah and also again we were talking about collaborations earlier yeah sometimes sometimes you as a producer make can make the choice of work for somebody and not charge them money or not try to do anything ahead. But maybe you are, you invest time on them to collaborate on owning that master and, and trying to make music that you think is going to make an impact, you know? So yeah, it's always good to do all of those. What are some um, online resources for, for producers who are just, you know, making, making music in their bedrooms, as we like to say? Well, I would say the number one resource is YouTube. Okay. Because YouTube has all the answers to all of your questions when it comes down to production. I've, I mean, I've seen artists, I, I have friends and, and, and close, even re related people that is are artists and they've been trying to like get into this. And all of a sudden in a couple months, they already know how to make beats. Oh, and they amazing. learned on YouTube. Yeah, you can do everything on YouTube. You can, you can learn, learn everything anything. on YouTube. If yeah, I've ever crazy. got a problem around the house <laughs> and I'm trying to do anything, just get on YouTube. Yeah. It'll teach you. Yep. If I'm on my computer, I don't know how to do. Get on YouTube. Yep. It'll teach you. I've, so been, trying, I've been trying you, to teach my dog how not to bark when I don't <laughs> leave the house, but I haven't found the right video yet. But yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, you can pretty much learn anything. And and YouTube, I think, is a great source of education and inspiration. But when you're looking for like sounds and you're already producing, you already know the basics of music production. There's a website called Splice. Splice. Splice.com. Yeah. I'm looking at it right here. That and was, Splice, yeah. yep. Splice is, it's awesome. I mean, I, I love it. I can play different instruments and I can record whatever I, I want, but sometimes you just want that a specific sound that, that is so specific and so like unique of what you want. You can find it there. You can find it's, it's basically a website where there's samples and sample packs of like 
drums and keyboards and synthesizers and and little one shots or like even full musical pieces that you can use and they are all royalty free which means that you can legally utilize use these sounds and put them on a song and mm-hmm. and release it commercially and nobody's going to come at you <laughs> amazing and do you pay a subscription for that or do you buy you pay, like a la carte as you need yeah you pay a subscription uh like a monthly i think it's like ten dollars or something like that something like that yeah Yeah. fourteen dollars and then basically they give you credits like monthly credits you get like ten thousand credits or seven thousand whatever and then you can just download whatever you download that that i think they also have like plugins and and they have some educational stuff i don't i don't use all of it I really just use it for like looking for sounds, especially drum sounds. Oh yeah. Drum sounds are amazing. Because with a lot of these, um, like DAWs or like recording, um, software, like they come with like preset drums and preset instruments, but they might not necessarily be the best thing for you. Yeah. And also they're not the, the, the freshest, like current sounds. And and that's what I like about splice that you can find sounds that are relevant to, the genre that you're trying to produce and they're trying to always give you new packs and new things where the sounds are very fresh. So it's a good, it's a good resource. I don't, I would say don't overuse it. Yeah. I would say don't overuse it, you know, try to, try to be mindful of how you're using the, the samples and everything and how you being cre- creatively using that because obviously everybody has access to it, but what's going to make a difference is how you use it. Right. Yeah, how you try to make your own song special. Yeah, amazing. Well, look, I think uh, like that. That's covered a lot of ground for sure. And you know, we've uh, it's been it's been super awesome to have you on the couch for the first yeah. time, Danny. And it feels uh, good. Thank like, you, guys. I appreciate this. I love sharing all this stuff. You know, I love talking about music. So yeah, and I would say, um, you know, for the audience, if you have any more questions, we're gonna definitely be posting um resources in the description below. Um, you're always welcome to email us at therecordshepherds at gmail.com for any more questions. Um, DM us directly. Um, and yeah, keep tuning in. We'll try to answer as many questions as you guys have and cover these topics going forward. Yeah, get on the Instagram as well. We're yeah. on uh, Instagram. We're on TikTok. And, uh, you know, so yeah. like reach out to us. We'd love to hear any questions, you know, and we'll do our, we'll get you know, we'll we'll do our best to follow up on as many of those as we can. And, um, and suggestions for topics that uh, you'd like you know to hear us cover and uh, we're happy you know to to serve in that way too so um yeah but but look we're gonna have um danny and back on the couch again you just give us like such a great insight you know from that perspective of the (laughs) artist he will be around (laughs) and i'm with his little dog beetle the beagle beetle (laughs) oh he's sleeping sleeping, sleeping there Well, listen, uh, we're going to be back soon with another episode. Um, but uh, thanks for listening. Danny, and thank you once again for thank your time. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys for having me. And If until- anybody has any questions or anything, also contact me on Instagram or whatever social media. We'll be around. Yeah, actually, why don't you go ahead and plug some of the stuff that you got going on, any projects that you're working on? Yeah, I got a few things working on now. Uh, I actually have a new single of my own. Uh, in your artist up. capacity yeah my own artist Danny capacity on. coming up on the 26th of May oh yeah that's so, awesome 
So that might be this will this will be out by then. So this might be um, out by then probably. Indeed, indeed. And then um, then I'm working on an album, working on an album, following up that single for my own stuff. And I'm working with a bunch of different artists. You know, like I'm just like a <laughs> hustling, I'm hustling, man. Got to do it. Putting out all those seeds out there into the world. So yeah, but always looking to the new stuff. So amazing, amazing. Good luck. Well, that leaves uh, nothing else for me to say than um, continue following the guidance of the record shepherds. Don't be the sheet. Be the, be goat. the goat. Thank you. <laughs>